also need to be affectionate. And you can see that with Barack and Michelle as mm-hmm. well. They do a lot of touching, kissing, even fisting with one yeah. another. <laughs> Thomas the Tank, He-Man's twin sister and defender of the Crystal Castle. This is Spirit, my beloved steed. Fabulous secrets were revealed to me the day I held aloft my sword and said, for the honor of the break room. Few others share this secret. Among them are Mark the Bus Hudson. Howdy, howdy. Madam Dirty Dirty Dustin. Howdy, howdy. And Cowl. Together, we and my friends of the Great Rebellion strive to free Etheria from the evil forces of Horda. Podcasting live from the Break Room Towers in the scrotum of the DFW Metroplex, it's The Break Room with Mark, Dustin, and Thomas. Here's the drama deal, wicked! Very sad day. The sexiest DJs. There's no DJs here, sir. I'm a DJ. It's no, a woman. Not. I'm, it's a woman D- I'm DJ DJ. DJ DJ playing all the hits of the other DJs. It's a very nice DJ thing Stupid to do. Stupid generic bullshit. <clears throat> what does that mean? Now, what does yours mean? What do you mean? Not much. Glad to. What does much mean? <laughs> Glad to see we're all made it again today. We almost had another Thomas Six scare. <gasps> That's true. Would, would you stop with that? But um, I'm fine. Fortunately, Marcus was able to apply a minty bomb to oh anus again. Okay. So. My anus wasn't the problem this time, sir. I know, but he still did that to make you feel better. Of course. (laughs) Minty ball. He did very Ronnie Lott to Joe Montana. She got two big uh, (laughs) fingers full and went right for it. Okay. So, glad glad you're here today. Two fingers of Boudreaux's butt paste. I'm here in my apartment. Yes. I would be here regardless. What apartment? This is the break room towers. Okay, it's my apartment within the break room towers. Exactly. That there is no entrance or exit to. (laughs) It's Towers mag- are really odd. It's a magically up here. We really should have had an architect design it instead of just having us do it <laughs> and pay hobos to build it. What's the need for that? And All right. So this is episode 186 right. of The Break Room. Welcome to the show. God, how do we make it so many episodes? I don't know. It's a good question. We're oh. almost uh, at our year anniversary of, of uh, coming back to the show, restarting the show. Sounds like it's about time to quit again. Uh, <laughs> I think it's time for a name change. I'm thinking... It's definitely time for a name change. I think for, it's time for another season finale, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> thinking uh, Z Entertainment this time. We just did season finale, just or the new season or whatever, like a couple episodes ago. So what episode is this? Like 9.0285.1 or something? <laughs> Captain's Log. <laughs> Gotta name it something really odd. Break Room Log. Season 9.8253.6 slash Z. Dear God. Who doesn't like a nice, clean panty liner? That's our catchphrase for the new episodes. Do have any voicemails this week? Or? Hey, what's up, guys? This is, uh, oh, I don't even know, 789, Gashes Clay, who knows what other bullshit <laughs> names. My name's Andy. 
from Massachusetts. Um, so mm-hmm. glad you guys are back. Uh, taking me this long to do a voicemail because I'm pretty much just lazy. Driving home, nothing else to do. A um, couple things. Just started the Shield. Thanks to you guys. Finally getting around to it. Couple episodes in. I'm loving it. Sweet. Um, what else is going on? Donkey Show. You gotta get Dave on the show. I don't know what the hell's going on there, but um, the, the voicemails from heaven. One of you guys gotta go up there and get them. Bring them back. Some kind of flatliner shit. Whatever. <laughs> Just do it. Come on. Um, yeah, that's about it. Just checking in. Loving the shows. Keep up the good work. All right, well. <laughs> thought maybe it found a crisis awesome. purpose. Uh, first time caller? Uh, I think he called Not, back in the old days. I was going to say, oh, first okay. time to the new run, but. It's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Dave will definitely never be a regular again, but well, let's, uh, he we may should, pop we should on be honest about again. what's going on with him. Like, we were. He's definitely. First hold, show. We tried. We tried getting him on, but he's holding out for. Yeah, it's uh, going to be a long process. He's holding out for a better contract. Uh, he's asked for 18 <laughs> weeks of vacation. Yeah. We just can't accommodate that in this market. Despite uh, the fact that you would like to take that at any point. We're recovering from a government shutdown now, so... He said he'd rather live on the street than deal with that, so... Well, he said he finally wants to go explore the Appalachian Mountains and said the only way to get him back is if we allow... Provide him first a supply of butt pine cones. <clears throat> yeah. And then allow him 18 weeks of vacation. Right. And refuel his chopper so he can, like, and fly over his chopper, it. You right. know, it's... No. We can't, he wants to li- land mid-Appalachian right. range. He wants to then rather hop through the... He doesn't want to walk anymore. I mean, the guy can... Right. You know, he has one leg now. He's basically crawling through the Appalachian yeah. Trail. So that's why, I mean, maybe once he's done with that, maybe he'll come back. But um, He has one leg and one arm now, so... Who knows, you, you know? know? That's going to take a long time. And he voluntarily chopped them off. What's wrong with your thing, My dude? My panty? <laughs> I don't know. What's going on? Get Can it. we get to the topic? Son, you don't got a panty on your maybe microphone. Maybe you shouldn't put your mouth all over it all the time. You know, you, you get up shut to up. it without putting your mouth you on it. You shouldn't stick your tongue out every time you speak. I know. Look, this is how I, this right is how I practiced uh, making out when I was a teenager. <laughs> Faith hot tanking the apple and the how I learned to make out was with pop filters. That's a nice looking anus you got there. I had no blow up dolls as a kid. We couldn't afford the blow up dolls. All, all we could afford was pop filters. Not sure what the anus had did, to do with it. Did most people have blow up dolls as kids? Or you pop, guys did. Or pop filters. Dustin had a collection of uh, blow up dolls, when I remember. They were Ninja Turtles, sir. Don't make it dirty. Well, they were Ninja Turtle blow-up dolls. <laughs> so? Which was even weirder. They didn't have slots or anything. And they had little inflatable turtle penises. No, they did not. God. And then you made the blow-up April O'Neil fuck the blow-up Donatello. <laughs> Is that why you came over as Paul Newman the Ninja Turtle? Did you want to get into the action? <laughs> I, yeah, I wanted to get in the middle of that shit. <laughs> You're like, Look, I'm just another turtle in the room. My only experience was making out with pop filters. So I had to get <laughs> some, real, some real life experience. Yeah. yeah. All we could afford was pop filters. Real life experience with turtle <laughs> inflated penises. You were a 17 year old making out with pop filters. <laughs> and when we didn't have pop filters, all I had was pantyhose. You ate what? Pantyhose. <laughs> I didn't eat it. I just made out with it. Okay. Well, whatever. Whatever gets your jollies. Indeed. <laughs> You should come as Paul Newman and Ninja Turtle to the next Halloween party you go to with an inflatable turtle <laughs> with an inflatable turtle penis. I'm sure it's out there. It probably is. Hi turtle. there. Um, my name is Steve Biana, and uh, I was listening to your podcast one day, and you guys were talking about um, you were talking about Breaking Bad, and uh, you had brought up the fact that uh, you weren't sure how Lydia uh, 
you know, how, how Walt got the ricin into the stevia package. And, uh, well, I'm actually, I happen to be a stevia expert or stevia, however you like to pronounce it. Um, so that's why I legally changed my name to Steve Viana because I, I really love stevia and just everything it's about. I'm basically a stevia How do you, expert, motherfucker? So, um, and, you know, I've been following it since it was imported here from South America. Um, but basically, I was going to let you guys know that, uh, you know, maybe you do know it comes from castor oil plants. Uh, Rikinus, uh communis is actually the name of uh, the plant. Uh, but uh, basically what, what Walt had to have done is he had to have steamed that package open. And uh, you can steam the corners of a stevia package open. I have tried it, and I haven't put rice in it, but I have put other things into a package just as a test. Um, not a not a killer or anything, but I did try to put some rat poison into a package once, um, and I was successful at it. And uh, luckily, um, I didn't have to use it or anything uh, yet. So, uh, but anyway, uh, <laughs> this is just a little side note. But anyway, uh, people get me confused with Steve Vai, the guitarist, a lot. So uh, <laughs> I just wanted to add that in there. It's been kind of funny. He's a really great guitar player. He's not uh, Joe Satriani or, or Eddie Van Halen, but he's pretty good. So uh, anyway, I just wanted to call and let you guys know that. So uh, uh, take care, and I'll be listening to your show. Thank you. Well, thank you, Steve Brianna. <laughs> we need to get all the people that call in together sometime. We do, really, we they really can do, do one big round table. That would be uh, one hell of a round table. It would be. We could talk about uh, stevia, stevia. We could. So I does, appreciate the history of it too. Yeah, <laughs> appreciate. Was there a history in there? Yeah. T- talking about the importation and you know <clears throat> what it's made of and you know important stuff. How the fuck did you get in here? Get This may not be the greatest topic. So Dustin, you have a topic. <laughs> Speaking of topics, like how Thomas already pooed it, but uh funny. Yeah, I just Yeah. <laughs> what a great topic. That's amazing. Please expound upon that point, sir. You like that? Can't really argue with it. It's it's a very yeah well moment. It was. Um, well, I was, yeah, yeah, exactly. I found it interesting today on, uh, ESPN. I was looking for stuff for the fantasy team to get a little sportsy on you. Shocking. But, um, I can, can I just say that I fucking hate fantasy football now. It just, it's just so yeah, well, fucking irritating. Like, you know, with the fam this past week, we're watching football at dad's house and my brother who fucking hates the Patriots and Tom Brady as much as me. Uh huh is fucking cheering for Tom Brady to do well because he's on his goddamn fucking fantasy team. Like, Yeah, well... This is how... This is fucking ridiculous, man. I mean, it's just stupid. It helps, it helps them with the fan base quite a bit, though. So stupid. It gets people interested. It does get people interested in the game. Yeah. People I know waste a lot more so much, it. and that's why I quit a couple years back because it's just... It, you waste so much time just dealing with fantasy bullshit. I just know a lot more about teams than I would otherwise. Thank you for, for sure. the... Uh, yeah, yes. you know that thank, information thank is available information. to you regardless if you play fantasy football or I know, not. But I wouldn't care about it if it wasn't for fantasy so football. So stupid! Like I don't care uh-huh. who it gets it. people interested in the stats and they get all nerdy and go second. There screen are people and, that are interested in that regardless of fucking true, fantasy sports. Sure. But I think that like that number is increased myself. because of like it's perfectly fine to go and look up shit all the time. But I'm one of the people that they're getting because of fantasy right. football. Exactly. Okay. Amongst Never. a lot of other people. It's just stupid because then people are like, oh, God, I hate that team. But God, I hope he has a lot of yards or some shit. Like, it's just stupid. Like, sure. yeah, you well, should cheer for the team you like and not cheer for stupid fucking people with individualized stats. It's stupid. Anyway. Well, anyway. All that aside. Anyway, you're one of those dumbasses, so go ahead. Yeah. All that aside. 
Uh, basically, what they it looks like they've introduced. I have mad respect for God. Sorry. This isn't really necessarily NFL specific. This just happened to come up uh, because this is the first particular thing they're using. They're using a player from the NFL for this. Uh, but apparently, they're starting a whole new venture market Dick that you, you can actually invest in. Uh, no, Arian Foster, amazingly enough, an oh, active yeah, player. Arian right. Foster? I forget I read this. A-R-I-A-N? Arian is in yes, that's his Nazi first name. products? Look, here's the funny thing I about Arian's it. name. I always thought it's interesting. He's a black dude named yeah. Arian. So he's a black Nazi? Seems really weird. No, he's not. He's a, I feel confident I mean, he's you not. Can try to get him on to see if he can I've always us. been like, is that a really... It's just weird. And I really doubt he named himself, Arian. Yeah, I doubt that. So if, if maybe his parents were. It's probably I don't know. his name. It doesn't matter. It's his name Arian Hitler? This is not the topic of this conversation. It's really not. Uh, so basically what you can do, uh, they said in about two weeks, they're going to open up uh, some San Francisco-based company. They actually don't even list them here for some reason. Um, is going to start an open market to where you can actually invest in individual players. Like stocks and bonds? Like a stock or a bond. And how do you profit off of this? Uh, well, right now it looks like, uh, in Aaron Foster's case, he's actually giving back part of his contract into this exchange hmm. to be able to, basically you can invest in his contract, get okay. shares of his contract, okay. and if he does better, somehow you actually make more money off of it. So do Okay, so if I buy one bond or stock in Aaron Hitler... Does that help fund the team paying his salary? Is that how that works? Uh, it, well, it actually goes into a direct fund, the Arian Foster Fund. It's a specific IPO for him. They're doing IPOs per player. So it's raising money for him, but then he contributes back to the pot? Uh, well, let's see exactly how they work it. Um, it looks like basically what you can do is buy in for $10 a share. Uh, they're offering 1.05 million shares okay. of Arian Foster. And uh, somehow his endorsement deals and the his uh, contract both go into the pot, and you actually get money back from that. Um, Foster gets $10 million from the actual IPO, uh, which the IPO will get 20% of his football endorsement and other brand-related income going all the way back to February 28th. And Starting so at forward, $10 million. So your profits yeah. come off of the merchandise sales and stuff like that? Basically, yeah. If he does better, gets a bigger contract, uh-huh. if he gets uh, more endorsements, any of that stuff, part of that goes into the fund. And he gets the initial money, I guess, that everyone's investing into the fund. So how is the NFL okay with that? Because they're the... I don't know. So, because as I understand it, they own all the rights to jerseys, and they profit heavily off that shit. How are they well, going to profit off... I mean, how is this other company going to profit off the NFL's well, sales? It, well, I'm saying it's his personal contract, yeah. though, the money he's getting paid. So it's not really directly from the NFL. It's from his You can also paycheck. make the argument that all of this is based on more apparel and more shit being bought, which the NFL profits from heavily. Yeah, I know, but I'm surprised they would be willing to. Maybe they don't give profit. They maybe they don't profit exact uh, directly from this, but mm-hmm. they profit indirectly, completely from this. Sure, they definitely profit indirectly. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, yeah, they definitely do. I am yeah. surprised. I, I hear what you're saying. It's a, it's like, the NFL is such a fucking greedy yeah. whoremonger that which, I'm surprised they would allow any of this to happen without them getting a percentage of it. Which uh, did you see? Because they are. It, a, the NFL of, money is not enough in that fucking organization. Well, it's ridiculous. Did you see uh, our friend Zedrick posted the link about that? The all the, this is uh, boob cancer awareness month, and the NFL <laughs> every year they all wear pink jerseys and pink flags. They do. Throw Eight. a shit ton of pink out there for yeah. one week. I mean, they, I think and they get to choose what they're wearing pink. Well, what, but yeah. some of them, but deck they sell out more jerseys and. Sure, sure they even had the penalty flags for pink, which was yeah. kind of confusing. Yep. But but only eight percent of the sales actually goes towards breast cancer research. The rest is all NFL profit. Yeah, 
That's yeah. that's fucking ridiculous. They're whoremongers, dude. Yeah, they are whoremongers. The NFL is the worst when it comes to, like, especially because well, they make so much fucking money. Yeah. I was going to say organization. This, this Arian Foster fund, even if he does something post career, like uh, you know, goes into broadcasting or something like that, they get twenty percent of that. Also, yeah. Well, so basically, you're investing in his entire career. Twenty percent based on the shares you have, based on the one point five million well, shares. Well, the fund gets twenty percent mm-hmm. of his pay. So do you get? And so you get that whatever percentage of that based on how many shares you buy. Are there shareholder meetings where we can go vote on what he does next? <laughs> I doubt like it. Like he has to go work for a Chuck E. Cheese. I really doubt that you get to control his career. But so, well, that's the other question. If you come it's become really majority shareholder, can you decide what team he goes to next? Well, it's only twenty percent of his of his particular income. So. How can you become a majority shareholder of him? It's still going to be what he wants to do. I think that's the way it needs to be. Buy one million shares. Of the 20%, though. Oh, that's right. You're so, right. So, I mean, mind. he's still got 80% Okay, I should get to control 20% of his decisions. <laughs> to me, it just sounds really... 20%. <laughs> I'm just curious okay. what you guys think about you this whole concept. You didn't choose these four things. <laughs> yeah. Now I get to choose the fifth thing. Yeah. God. They're basically trying to build this amongst a lot of players. You know, obviously their ultimate goal across all the sports. And I'm still surprised that the NFL is okay with this. Yeah, well, I'm it's, just saying it's. I mean, it's across all sports too. So yeah, we'll, we'll see if they run into anything else yeah. along the way. But this just, could be. I mean, this could. Who has signed this deal with it? Like, who is it? This agreed with this deal with them? Just uh, it's this company called Fanex, and it's only Arian Foster. So see, far. it doesn't have anything to do with the NFL, though. Yeah. I mean, it's a player it's from them, career. but they don't owe him. Yeah. Sure, I understand that, but the NFL, he doesn't owe the NFL for but using they also himself a lot as a of marketing. Control, and I'm sure, but that but, would be like your company saying uh, we want a percentage of what you went and invested twenty percent of your money in. I mean, yeah. they can't really do that. They can't. So yes. that's not uh, around. It. it makes sense. I did, I mean, the only thing way, I, I question is the merchandise sales, like how that works into it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't Considering know that that, that is all controlled that by is the NFL, the NFL. Yeah, I don't. Right? Did they say that merchandise sales on there takes? I thought that's what it said. Because uh, that wouldn't make sense. The NFL here. would have to sign off on that. Uh, no, it said in his endorsement deals. Yeah. But, endorsement. Okay. It's basically all, right, all, right. all the money he makes. Right. That, that is not directly related to the Arian Hitler merchandise. Well, right. he doesn't get a percentage off his merchandise that's sold, no, I'm pretty sure. That's all fucking NFL. You, you don't think he, he gets get... a contract pay and he gets endorsements I'm and everything else that. is on by... No, they don't get fucking endorsements off really? that shit. Yeah. Huh. That's, that shit is owned uh, by surprising. the NFL. Says his name on it. Yeah, they yeah. Sell no, it because I, yeah. he's the one on game day. I would expect them to get a majority of the profit. They don't get any profit from it. Interesting. I'm so pretty confident about it. Basically, that. his deal uh, with this with this company or mm-hmm. Fantex is uh, he gets ten million dollars up front from them, and uh, they get twenty percent of his football endorsement and other brand related income, reaching okay. back to February twenty eighth and going forward into perpetuity. So, is there going to be a stock market? So maybe I can trade my. Aryan Hitler stock for some Tom Tupa stock? Well, at the moment, if he's sure. the only one involved in it, then no. Ultimately, they're trying to. <laughs> That's what they're trying to go yes. towards. God, Tom Tupa. <laughs> I you, mean, sure, you I'll would be able to get a shit that. ton of that. <laughs> Buy 10, 10 stocks of that, and you can buy like 5,000. I guess the thing I don't Tom get is Tupa. what they do. Like, I guess it's $10 a share for 20% right now, they estimate. Yeah. And so if he does. Bigger contracts later, then you get more money, and he gets more endorsements, you get more money. Yeah. That way, I guess, is the only way you make money. Or if he breaks his ass, then you're totally out of luck yeah. later. Breaks so, his ass. Well, I don't know. You know? If he goes into broadcasting, gets paid $10 well, million dollars a year, you know? Right, yeah. But I, I don't know. I just thought it was interesting to actually trade individuals like that. I know you can do mm-hmm. derivatives on all it's kinds really of weird. shit. weird. And they have options. I, I think it's options uh, on all kinds of shit like, you know... What the weather will be the next day? And, yeah, like I mean, they, you can do it on anything, but it just seems really weird. Complete on an and utter base. franchising of people. Yeah, it's so weird. It seems really odd. 
Seems so, really unstable. Look for an Arian Foster IPO. And it seems like somewhere. it seems like at some point they're going to have to have some sort of SEC how for awesome, the sports market. How awesome will yeah. it be in ten years when that's one of the buy-in benefits you're getting at a job you're trying to apply to? <laughs> you can invest in <laughs> sports. Like we will immediately give you five hundred shares of Arian Foster. <laughs> no, no, Tom Tupa. Yeah, <laughs> God. I really Listen don't up think anyone, Tom Marcus. Tupa is going to be in this market ever. Your, your stock has been d- downgraded from Tom Tupa to Mark Chimura. <laughs> God. Neither one really are going to do too much for you these not days. Not really. But, well, when your company's in the shitter. Not really. Not really at all. So can you buy... Uh, <laughs> they should definitely open up a market for like already retired athletes. Like you can buy some stray <laughs> some hand. Aikman. Some stray hand. Well, Aikman would be good. Actually, stray hand wouldn't be bad either. He's on the live with... Yeah. yeah maybe. Kelly but I bet Aikman's Kelly doing Michael. better. Regis and- but, Aikman's doing better than him. Probably, but I'm just saying there's a lot worse retired players than that. Or fucking uh, Joe Buck, for that matter. Shit. Tony Saragusa? The dude actually leaves fucking football just to do the baseball playoffs. They must pay him a shit ton. They probably do. Yeah, let's, invest in, a- let's invest in Joe Buck. What about, if we're going to get into announcers, can we get some break room stock? <laughs> sure. God. I think we're more valuable than Mark Chimura, at least. I, I don't, don't know, know about it's that. pretty close. Based on what findings? Based on what the fact that he's a income. pedophile and in jail, I okay, think we sure. top him. Is on he that. in jail now? I, I don't think, think so. I thought he was in jail. No, I don't think so. Huh. I think he's got a new underage girlfriend. There you go. Oh, all right. But anyway, just found that interesting. So, what's your what's your yeah, uh, well, question of the week? You had a sportsy so, question. I do, and I meant to bring this up last week, but we got you know into other things, and uh, that happens with two actors in the room. I know, fucking actors. Jesus. What's a merkin? <laughs> uh, no, I want a sports question. Interestingly enough, even though I am not actively uh, participating in the viewing of sports on TV, except maybe once a year with the Super Bowl, I actually did sit down and watch the PBS Frontline documentary, The League of Denial. And this was the be uh, two-hour documentary about uh, head injuries in the NFL and the prevalence What's of... What's it called? Uh, it's by PBS Frontline. You can see it on their side. It's called League of Denial. And it's based, awesome. on, a, it's based on a book by the guys who exposed um, Barry Bond's steroid stuff. Uh, I forgot the name of it. It's two, two brothers. Should be interesting. Didn't one yeah, of them go should. to jail for a while because he was not willing to cite his sources? I don't know. That's an excellent I'm pretty question. sure he did. It's an excellent question. Just I don't, give I don't us know. the comments. I didn't do that much, much research. So you researched the, that like I did the story as I was reading exactly, it when we were talking about exactly. it. Exactly. Nice. Yeah. So Both I watched the documentary. Top-time journalists. Because it's a, it's a fascinating subject. Uh, the, the number of head injuries that occur in the NFL, and, and frankly, no one should be surprised at this point, but before... There was such uh, active study back in the 60s and 70s, and the number of athletes that their 16. bodies were just destroyed because they were taught to, when they're tackling, lead with their heads. And let alone people that suffer just, you know, quarterbacks suffering from concussions from getting hit or weird falls or whatever. Um, it, was a, it was a very compelling documentary. It got me thinking about, uh, you know, what, what would I do going forward? Because when I was growing up, I wanted to play football. I and did too. When I was That's starting, right. the football coach, there's one, there was one football coach who was always trying to get me to play guard because I was a really big kid, big fat kid. So my mom would never sign off on it. And I'm very thankful that she didn't, although I was very upset at the time. So funny. I feel the exact, like I was always a little dude fat kids and I wanted stupid. to play so bad mm. because all, I felt less manly know, because for, of it. for, you know, for lack of a better term, all the cool kids were doing it, yeah. you know, and I, I wasn't able it. to play. I wasn't able to play because my parents absolutely would not let me play. I liked it too, and I wanted to play. But my parents would let me play everything yeah. else. They let me play basketball yeah, and baseball, but they but, would not let me play football. And it makes sense. It, it makes, absolutely makes sense. And given the same situation now, if I was a parent, no well, way I'd let that a was, kid play. That was my question of the week. Absolutely so not. If let's assume we're all going to calve at some point, swim upstream and spawn. 
Uh, would you let your By kids way, play football? Before you, before we answer that question, I was going to say, there's a great show in the morning uh, when the show we li- usually listen to is on is on break or whatever. Yeah, called Mike and Mike. You wouldn't like it because you know it's sportsy. But uh, <laughs> one of the mics on there was talking recently about his wife is big into a program which the name eludes me right now. But sports, they're all about teaching kids. The proper way to tackle, like wrap up tackle, instead yeah. of the. I mean, it's the NFL's fault. I'm sure it, sure it goes in this in this documentary about. It's all about the hardest hits. Mm-hmm. Will be a video that's released and all. It, yeah. like, it was all well, about people like Roy Williams became huge because they were mm-hmm. able to they celebrate the hits. Absolutely, On the, kill people. What's the guy? The John. Um, they do the the NFL Films guy that. The, I can't remember his they, name. They always uh, deny Gudita. He's actually dead now. Oh, is he? Yeah. Um, but they, you know, they always have those old Steelers uh, documentaries yes. talking Hunter. about the big hits that they would put on. Yes. And the Monday Night Football would be the two helmets crashing unbelievably together. Unbelievably glorified. Yeah. Absolutely. It still and is. And of course, now the NFL is trying to, you know, uh, as mm-hmm. they should, because you know, league of denial. I mean, that's a yeah. pretty good name for it. But uh, it's all about teaching kids. This new program is all about teaching kids the right way to, to tackle, not leave with their head, so that the next generation understands well, the correct way to do this as opposed to what's been glorified in yeah, our generation. It's, it's the heads up program or something like that. Like, it's something like that. I can't yeah. Remember. Well, the interesting thing was in this documentary, they talked about that there was one kid that had never even had a concussion. And I think he was 18 or 19. And he, 18. Up, his personality, he played football for a long time and his personality. And this is one thing that is consistent amongst all these athletes from junior Seau to Steve McNair to, uh, and this kid Steve that their personality, I know, but not from a concussion. No, no. But, but Junior, <laughs> I know. But like different personalities changing. But like Junior Seau ended up killing himself by shooting. You know, shot himself yes, in the chest. He did. All and they they used to say that Junior Seau was a very you know very great player. But uh, you know he ended up changing and becoming a really really angry individual. And this kid became the same way, and he ended up killing himself at eighteen. Mm. And then they this whole thing is centered around the brain study. Yeah. And they took this kid's brain, and they found that. He had never had a concussion, but subconcussive hits had yeah. caused brain damage. And so it's like, is there really any way to avoid brain damage in the sport? And if if that's the case, and I don't think there is a way to avoid it, why would you ever let your kids be involved in that? It's so Knowing crazy that that, because I can go around and around in my head with this conversation. Mm-hmm. And then there's no way to really end this conversation without thinking about how do you let this happen yeah. than ending up at, you know, I really like UFC. Well, and that... Yes. But what the concern I get into there is like, if you watch boxing and you watch UFC, those people that get into that know what they're getting into. They know they're going to get Absolutely. hit in the head. They, and the possible side effects that could come from this career. I feel like a lot yeah. of NFL players know that too. Yeah, now, yeah, now sure. true. But, you know, however, like the thinly veiled of, oh, you know, these helmets are going to protect you yeah, and I these guess. pads are going to protect yeah. you. And, and there were many, many years of the NFL yeah. denying that anything yes. was linked. Yes. Sure they did. The but doctors saying, that did studies that showed it was not Is it logical? Happening. Yes. I feel like... I don't know. I feel like even if they say that, you got to feel like, I don't know, sure, especially sure. you're doing that over and over again. You have seen boxers yeah. be fucked up and everything. I don't know. It's a it's a mixed bag because I feel sorry and that it, people end up that way, but especially change? these days, I feel like a lot of people kind of know what they're getting into anyway. At this point, absolutely. Yes. I absolutely yes, agree. Now. So, but, okay. But again, like the documentary is named perfectly. Yeah. Uh, they were denying it for many, well, many years. They even had doc- they even like smoking. They, had, they even had doctors that yes. would testify to the fact and that there was, was no proof unsafe. There was right. no That's proof ridiculous. that it could be linked to that. And sure. up until a couple of years ago, I think, uh, and then they went before Congress. Uh, 
what's the name of the commissioners that Roger Goodell Roger had, Goodell. was called before Congress. And one of the congressmen asked him or said that this reminds me exactly of big tobacco. Yeah. And that was at that point after that, that moment, the next day he turned around and donated $1 million to this hospital, which was doing the brain study without any ties to it. And he, that's when they started the heads up program. And he's like, all right, we can't get around this anymore. Right. So does it, then my question is, does it alter your view of the sport and your enjoyment? And then B, would you ever let your kids participate in that sport? It doesn't really alter my enjoyment, but I wouldn't let my, I wouldn't let my kid participate in it. And so what does that mean for the future of the sport? As a well, result? like I said, I think that, I think that the knowledge that we now have is going to, it's not going to be immediate. It's going to be some time like a Jesus, man. I saw just this past Sunday watching a couple mm-hmm. games, several hits like guys are going to get fined for that because yeah. you cannot. And it was funny because my dad just goes ape shit because he only pays so much attention. Mm-hmm. But then when he's watching it, like, why you flag that guy? I mean, it was a hit. Like, Dad, you can't leave with your head like that. These are. Yeah. Have you paid attention at all the last couple of years as they're changing things? Like, yeah. you can't do that. It's considered a defenseless receiver when you come out of nowhere and leave mm-hmm. with your head and essentially take the dude out because it leads to terrible things. So yeah. uh, it doesn't alter. It alters my perception in that it's when I see hits like that, I'm no longer going, bam, what an awesome hit. I'm yeah. going, I'm looking at the video again and going, damn, that hurts. Yeah. And that dude is definitely getting fined for that one right there because it's the right thing to do. Yeah. I mean, it's just the right thing to do. Do you think it's ultimately going to be the death of the sport? No, no way. No way either. at all. I don't think so either. I think it's going to dramatically shift in its demographic. Sure. It's going to become less about cool, hard hits and more about, I mean, I, I think th- the sport's well, going to get better. I think they're going to learn to tackle better. See, that's the other thing is people like, here's a good example, a good local example, Roy Williams. The dude was awesome at first because he, could, he had the speed to catch up with people and hit them real hard. Mm-hmm. But then as his speed deteriorated, he became a super liability because he couldn't tackle for shit. He yeah. was really, really good at running people down right. when he was earlier. And hitting them hard, but then he got super exposed because he could not wrap anybody up. It, yeah. it, I think it will bring the sport back into defenses being better. Like I think that, it, I mean, if you look at the numbers right now, baseball is unbelievably more defensive ever than now. I mean, the other day there was like three different in four games in two days. There was three different one to nothing games in the playoffs. Like things have changed playoffs. since the Barry Bonds steroid era. Like yeah. it's not all nine to eight, and that's fine. I do think but, I mean. I think the de- defense will step up quite a bit. I do think you'll see a demographic things, you know. shift in that, whereas back in the day, everybody used to participate in football. I think you're going to see that higher income kids are their parents disallow them from playing the sport. And you're going to see more of a lower income influence as a result. Maybe. It just because it's a way, it's a way out. There are plenty of, and I think of several of the metroplex, some, several of the demographics around this metroplex of like, it's all high, high income families. Yeah. They're always going to have a football team. Yeah. But, Obviously, Clan there Stadium over there in South Lake. To, uh, yeah, that's what I was talking about. It's yeah. Dragon Stadium, I believe. But oh, sorry, Grand Dragon Stadium over in South Lake. But uh, <laughs> not sure why they're all racist just because they play football. Uh, because Mark is they're ninety nine percent white over there. Right. Okay. So that makes them racist. <laughs> Automatically, I don't think there's a lot of diversity there. However, I'm not sure that makes them all clan members. Yeah. Anyway. Well, I mean, look at Allen over here. Sure. I mean, that stadium right here, is ridiculous. With a $65 million high yeah. school stadium. Yeah. I know. The stupidest thing I would ever. say that there's a reasonable amount of money in the burbs over here. Yeah, you I know. I, I do, but so. I think... I the think fucking taxpayers signed off on well, that shit. Saying. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I think in Texas, you won't see as big as a, a shift in perhaps a lot of the South, but I think in other states, you'll definitely see a shift Maybe. in that. 
Only time will tell. I can't imagine it. I would never let. If I ever have a kid, there's no way. But that's the thing. I don't know. It might initially, like the next couple years, there might be that influx. But I think as the sport becomes more safe and more about you would let your kid become the next Tom Tupa. Yeah, well, the way it becomes about wrap up tackling. See, wrap up tackling. The thing with that is, what you're going to get from that are broken arms and elbows and knees and yeah. shit like that because things get twisted. Well, what I want to see, but your brain is going to be okay. But what I want to see to ever allow that is the study of current players after they die. Like I want to see their brain studies because yeah, it's supposed to be it's supposed to be safer than ever. But who knows? Like your current Tom Tupas, you know but what is their brain? But a Tom look like? Tupa was a punter, so his I know, brain yeah. is probably fine. I know. But I'm just saying. You think? That's why I'm saying you would let your kid be a Tom Tupa. <laughs> yeah. Maybe a deep snapper, too. But they don't get hit. They have a lot of blocking, but they don't get like outright tackled yeah. as much, either. Uh, yeah. Linemen, by and large, sure. don't get hit. Yeah. Right. It's, it's, the, it's the guys that get the ball in the middle of the field that yeah. have problems. Yeah. But anyways, I, I can't imagine that unless they go to full-on inflatable sumo suits for all the kids... I can't imagine I'd ever let my kid play. Oh, my play. gosh. I want to see one NFL they're, football game. Like, they're dressed up like a Michelin man. With... Dudes all in sumo suits. I want to see <laughs> quarterback throwing, wide receiver catching, sumo suits. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. Anyway. All right. Does that thoroughly answer your... I think so. I think so. Q-O-T-R-W. I got it. We're going? Let's talk about... You're listening to The Bright Room. It's a long-running softcore porn series. Ah, ah, ah. I think it's French. Find us at myspace.com slash The Bright Room. Ah, 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 Or popsyndica.net. Aha. Ah, ah. The pressure of the morning, I keep forgetting the smell of warm summer That's right, it's William the Refrigerator Perry. The fridge is throwing G.I. Joe. You can get a free fridge. Here's out. Select five fridge certificates or call the number on the certificate and the fridge will tell you how to get in on the action with only four certificates. There's a $1 handling charge. See details on specially marked G.I. Joe packages. Watch out, Cobra. Fridge is coming through. Go, go! Cinema's been around for over 100 years. Its history is long and varied. Each film has a story to tell, and the 15-Minute Movie Podcast covers the history of cinema through the actors, writers, directors, producers, and themes. Each episode, you'll find out about the history of movies in just 15 minutes. Go to 15mmp.com or check it out on Stitcher, iTunes, or Miro. If you haven't been listening to The Drunk Movie Show, this is the kind of gold you're missing out on. God bless that guy. He slept in people's houses on crack and cocaine. No, oh, stop it. Eric Bana is a shithead and everything he Eric Bana was in Chopper, and that's a good move. It's the dad from Modern Family, like, banging chicks and, uh, dad, like, killing babies. We'll clone uh, Steve McQueen from A Filthy Nut Rag and then uh, zombify him and set him right, loose right. with... Check it all out at DrunkMovieShow.com. We'd like to see... Something in a motorcycle. Why, yes, sir. Here's Coleco's new Gun It and Go chopper with electronic revving feature. It's dashing, Harry. Go on, river up. The Gun It and Go chopper cruises at up to three miles an hour and runs for hours on a single charge. That's a lot of times around the block. Battery and overnight recharger are included. 
Coleco. Coleco's new gun it and go chopper for your youngster. It's a whole new breed of fun. Cue the drummer get wicked. We are back to the break room, the home of the sexiest DJs. And we're back. Is that and seven? Going. Okay. Okay. And we're back. God damn it. Turn that off. And going. But this is one of the secrets to happiness. And going. I don't think it is. And going. Pretty sure it is. I enjoy wearing sunglasses at night. It makes me happy. Especially when I trip over the curve. I like and fall how on you my give face. away the segment before we even start it. I'm trying to set it up. Oh. They didn't, though. They just gave it away. <laughs> segment over. Just gonna quit now. You're listening to the break. Dear God. You can put right. it in your ass cheeks, maybe. Five. Out, go. Out, go. Okay. This is the shortest segment ever. <laughs> so I work at, uh, for almost a year now, actually a year this month, uh, a very small. You know, it's funny to say that. It's it's definitely a small business, but it's Pouty like the, you, motherfucker. It's like the upper echelon of small businesses, for sure. There's a lot of money coming into that place. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, one of the irritating Pow. things about being in a small business and a small business where Pow. a lot of the top echelon people there are Christian is that it's just not... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's not the professional environment that you'd like it to be a lot of times where mm. you're not being your their views are not being forced upon you. Right. The assumption is that everybody's just okay no, with I'm this because you work just for this not, business. Right. Or that's, maybe they just don't even fucking care. I don't know. They probably don't care. I think a lot of companies just don't care. <clears throat> maybe that's it. Or maybe they think this is part of their being a positive witness by yeah. forcing it down your throat. Right. I don't know. It's really not that bad most of the time. Is this uh, a comment? But there was one, there was something that was sent to me. I like how I would say that to myself, but <laughs> there was something that was sent to me recently know. that I could not resist. Uh, the title of the fuck email... Fuck you, fuck you, fuck Wow. The title of the email was The 57 Secrets of Happiness. 16. And this is by... Uh, this 16. whole thing, this little article was written by Alan Zimmerman, who's a real motivational dude that... Yeah, also author of some Christian stuff, which, I mean, it's Is he, fine. The, is he the same care. person as Joel Austin? No, he's not the same person. <laughs> is yeah. he the same person as Jack Graham? No, he's not the same person. Uh, I know that guy personally. Really? <laughs> no. Uh, but anyway, so I wanted to run through this list because <laughs> Mark saw it and immediately wanted to run through it. This so. list is bullshit. Oh, you don't have to tell me. <laughs> so according to this list, here are the 57 Secrets to Happiness. Character isn't something you're born with and stuck with, like your fingerprints. It's something you must take responsibility for forming, and the same goes for happiness. That's that's a good point. That's an excellent point. Is it? I agree. That's that's a key to happiness. Mm, Yes. (laughs) So far, good list. Oh my god. One of the best lists you brought to the show. Destiny isn't a matter of chance. It's a matter of choice. One of the best lists you've ever brought to the show. But I guess it really... What? 
I'm, I'm already on board with this list. Shut up. I guess it depends. Are you a uh, are you a person who believes in predestination, or are you a person who doesn't? Yeah, the assumption here is that you are. But then destiny is not a matter of chance. You're making a choice on this. So I guess this guy is anti-predestination. Oh, that's a good call. I didn't even think about it that yeah. that hard. So, yeah, I should I should send back that specific one and be like, this is very anti-Jesus. Are you aware of this? Well, not necessarily. I mean, there are Christians that are not uh, predestination. That's that true. A that's true. I, mean, I, I really thought that for I the last, a, I don't know, 10 years of my Christian faith. I think it's a lot of the, like the more uh, conservative branches of Christianity that believe that... Uh, you are you have no yeah. absolute choice in this thing. Yeah, right. It's really dumb, but yeah. Right. Like, what? Never mind. Let's not get into the thought process there, <laughs> but I just like that that one boggles me. Yeah. Well, you have no hope in life. You're going to hell. <laughs> well, but that's the thing. that If the, that's true, I might as well be as much of a vagrant as possible. Exactly. Exactly. What's the whole point? And why would I even... Uh, I really feel like the whole, you know, everything happens for a reason kind of ties in with this, which yeah. that's just... That thing has always mystified me. Like, I just don't get that... It's a it's a platitude that thought uh, process. Yeah. The thing I, I realize that we all get through this life, however we have to get through it. Yeah. But that's one that just beats me. The show happened for a reason. I mean, yeah, uh, because we did it. We had to. That's fart. why. We that's the reason. I'm, not, I'm just not fart drops needed. I'm not saying the there world. isn't a reason for it. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm saying that there's a reason. That's all I'm saying. The the message behind that statement is we don't have control of everything, and which is true. But there's a reason behind everything, like right. oh, shit happening. That just happens because it's supposed. To, it, no, let's not get into all that. But it's anyway. just because our bowels process. Does it have sperm in it? Life is full of good reasons you and reasons that sound ass, good. Choose wisely. I was just thinking how you know that that is the great penis. So this is just going to come a drop. Maybe we cannot go through all fifty-seven. <laughs> I'm just trying to pick out the good ones, which I don't know. <laughs> I thought it was rolling. How about this one here? Explain the sentence to me. Never look for bargains in parachutes or brain surgeons. <laughs> I can't. I don't, I don't understand that one. Life co- life's costs are like air conditioning in your car. All right, Forrest. <laughs> they that sounds like a Peggy Hill. They are tax deductible, but it's nice to ride in comfort. <laughs> Still say it's an amazing list? No, it's gotten. it's really gone downhill. How about this one? This is... Uh, hang on, hang on. Hey, don't skip too far ahead. Okay. Where Sorry. are you going? No, I was going to go, go for it. Go for it. I was going to go with, uh, wait, wait, wait. Okay. Go. For it. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Just go. Go. Oh my God. Learn to save money. People who spare now won't despair later. So if you have, and this goes, well, yeah, I, kinda, feel, I feel like half of these, Hey, Oh, could go right behind. <laughs> well, it kind of lines up with this being sad and wealthy. Beats being sad and poor all day. Long. <laughs> so it's like, oh, okay. so let's uh, let's it's accumulate like a lot of money. Thoroughly unclever lines. Yeah. Well, not only that, in a quote clever way. Not only that, but it's like learn, like become rich and scoreboard everybody else because <laughs> you have money. Organize or agonize. Problems are just unresolved opportunities. Oh, okay. what? Live within your budget. Better yet, live beneath your means. Oh, hey now. Trust is a must, or the relationship will bust. <laughs> Mark that for some reason. <laughs> Don't sell your integrity, because it's almost impossible to buy back. Okay, yeah, this, this mm. list is bullshit. Okay. No Mark, longer the best list you've ever read. Your turn, Mark. 
Make the other person feel important. Compliment often. Don't make someone feel smaller than he is. He will make up for it by behaving like a big shot. Just make them feel as small as they actually are. Awesome. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Be willing to ask others for help. It will divide your problem and double your joy. Ironically. Sounds like a bubblegum commercial. Ironically, here's one. Don't preach. Most people already know what's right (laughs) and wrong. Besides that, preaching typically requires years of theological training that you most likely do not have. Pow. Yeah. Pow to the list, motherfucker. So wait, you can only preach if you have theological training? You can't preach on any other subject. Or you can only preach on any subject. Okay, somehow I missed this one completely, which totally justifies this email, apparently. Be who you are and stand by your beliefs. Those who mind don't matter, and those who matter don't mind. Wow. That's an old platitude. That is insane bullshit. (laughs) Say and do whatever the fuck you want, because those who care don't matter. Yeah. That's amazing. I guess you don't matter. So you're not getting a promotion. Obviously, I don't. You will not become Obviously. junior. Okay, this isn't a... Okay. <laughs> Damn you. Oh, sorry. Mark, mark the time code on that. I we talked about that off here. God. <sighs> Out of every negative... You'll be, not become junior at the, at the company. Yeah. Thanks. Appreciate that... <laughs> that uh, Larry Jr. Phrasing. Yeah. Out of every negative comes at least po- one positive. So yeah. let me get this right. If my parents are murdered, there's a positive there somewhere. <laughs> Uh, what's the positive? You get to mm. see their blood? People die. I am left without a parent. I'm suddenly poor. Less, less people in the house? Going into the foster system. <laughs> I'm going to grow up to abuse drugs. You can wear their clothes. Become a man prostitute. God. <laughs> so I'm the next time to... I fuck up royally at work, and you get I'm going to read this platitude to my boss. Yeah. Movement toward any goal is better than analysis paralysis. <laughs> <laughs> Remember... Done is better than perfect. Movement towards any goal. <laughs> My goal is to suck today. <laughs> it's fucking amazing. If you don't prepare for change, you'll never be prepared oh, for the future. Um, <laughs> or this one. It's not about perfection, but direction. <laughs> Tough problems never last. Tough people do. These are all terrible. Tough problems, so like we don't have a cure for AIDS. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of tough people have died, so... Uh, you know, I don't think that's cancer's exactly Cancer's not accurate. a problem. Cancer's not a problem. Yeah. Uh, if you're, if it you're, won't last. Wait, if you're tough enough, you'll outlast your yeah, cancer. Exactly. It won't last. I love... My favorite on the on this list is this one. Fear stands for false evidence appearing real. <laughs> so my, my... Not the definition of Webster, I would imagine. My my fear of uh, rattlesnakes is not accurate. Uh, it's just... That's just my false weird, evidence. False evidence. They're not actually going the to poison and kill aspects me. Aspects of them, uh, totally false. My fear that that spider bite is actually from a brown recluse, and my arm is going to fall off. Nah, <laughs> there's no real fear there. So here's it's a good fun. one. It's here's a good false. one to say to someone who's just had a horrible tragedy happen to them. Don't cry because it's over. Smile because it happened. Actually, that was said at uh, a funeral recently. That okay. That's different. When you're looking, you just upon, said it at a funeral. Okay, and I'm not a funeral. I didn't that say a funeral. funeral. I said when a massive tragedy happens. No. Right. A funeral is not exactly what I was talking about. All right. Let's talk about something that happened tragically and a person is still alive. Like, oh, I don't know. You lost your legs in an accident. <laughs> yeah. Don't cry because it. Uh, what was it? Don't cry because it's over. Smile because it happened. <laughs> don't cry because your legs are over. But things will not always go your your way. Deal with it. What? That's like, how you're happy. It's like you the just, old phrase you we just heard. Fake it. Yeah. You completely fake it. And the get over it happy. we used to hear back in the day. Exactly. From the Eagles? Exactly. 
Oh, from uh, a certain band director exactly. back in the day? A certain pedophile band director. <laughs> God. <laughs> Always choose life. Thanks, Wham. Where did you see that one? It's towards the bottom. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> you got to have faith. Why faith, did politics faith, jump into this faith, all of a faith, sudden? Overprepare, then go with the flow. I'm going <laughs> to fucking be in every fucking thing. Cry with someone. It's more healing than crying alone. Write down four <laughs> things you're thankful for every day. It will make you a happier person. Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> oh, God. How much, how much longer is this list? And don't forget, however I'm not good reading bad, all of them. Okay, don't, thank God. However good or bad a situation is, it will change. <laughs> Sweating the small stuff makes you a small person. And don't, don't Be forget. Be quick to let things go. The most important thing. Whatever doesn't kill you really does make you stronger and most times happier. Unless you have AIDS That's and die. Good point. Or unless you, you lose your legs. Have, yeah, or you get polio and can't walk anymore. Believe in miracles. I believe in miracles! <laughs> and there you go. There's all your secrets. And remind <laughs> yourself the best is yet to come. And I love his evidence here. Scientifically, <laughs> happiness is a choice. It's your birthday. <laughs> Here's a real deep one. Ah, oh, never mind. I'm not going to read that. Uh-oh. So there you go. There's your secrets of <laughs> happiness from Dr. Alan Zimmerman. 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 It's amazing. There's another one, too. I can't remember what it was called, but it's something along those same lines. It's just like... I mean, most of it's ridiculous platitudes that don't mm-hmm. actually have anything to do with it's anything. pretty much a bullshit generic It list. sounds more like stuff someone people feel concentrating hard on rhyming a couple of things than actually what was it called, saying the, anything penetrating. The thing in... King of the Hill, where Peggy was going to take over, where the, the little daily thing in the yeah, call, you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. It sounds like that bullshit yeah, yeah. all put together in a list of 57. Yes, exactly. Pretty sounds much. like a fifth rate newspaper column. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much what it is. All right. All right. On the other side, uh, we'll talk a little Walking Dead. Indeed. The Break Room on the Breakout Media Network. Your favorite Kellogg's Pop Tarts with Batman and Robin, Batgirl, and Mr. Freeze Sprinkles, straight from Gotham City, Dear Toaster. The Hobo Shack is the greatest podcast the internet has ever seen. If you haven't checked it out yet, here's what you've been missing. I hear your heart beat till the beat of the drums. It's so adorable how old people are so racist. Paraguay was nearly decimated as a country. Homophobes are secretly gay, right? Yes. By that logic, is my sister secretly an orphan? Well, I mean, we all need a good beat every now and then. I've actually been developing a world conquest plan for at least the last 15 years. You yep. can use Vaseline for other things. Yeah, <laughs> like butthole stuff. <laughs> I had a prosthetic leg. I'd use it like my wallet anyway. Thank you so much. And I winked, and as I'm on my way out, I turned back and I said, it's for the baby. That was your birthday present. I did not. You take it back. I've never had a connection with God. You raping babies or whatever the case may be. 
A man either needs to beat you or rape you because you're too mouthy for me. Your new dope could be poo and it's free. Yeah. Oh. You make your own. I don't even understand what the fuck that was supposed to be. I, I assume it's supposed to be a child, but that thing is awful. My 83-year-old grandmother once told me that gays are worse than rotten meat. An orc from Lord of the Rings. But there's a certain uh, sexual quality to it. A system of disciplinary haircuts. Where did you hear that language from, young man? We're bringing back the swastika. The kids don't even know what it is anymore. They'll be like, ah, oh, what's this crazy spider-looking thing? Fuck it, I love it. It's crazy. All right, great. I worked on a farm doing tobacco. And you guys would just jack each other off? <laughs> we we jack each other off. I haven't laughed so hard in so fucking long. Go to thehoboshack.com or popsyndicate.net for more information. Download the Hobo Shack app for both iPhone and Android phones and subscribe now on iTunes. When it's least expected, you're elected, you're the star today. Smile, you're on Game Boy Camera. It's fun to look at yourself as other people do. How's your sense of humor? There's a rumor laughter's on its way. Smile, you're on Game Boy Camera. Yes, with Game Boy Camera, you can turn photography into photography. Smile, you're on Game Boy Camera. It is October. That always means the return of The Walking Dead until the show ends. And <laughs> always. Although, <laughs> since they're doing a spinoff. Uh, until that, that show or this show? Yeah, you never know. Both. Uh, if they and, do a, a, and neither. And it means the return of the Pumpkinator every year as well. Exactly. I mean, yeah. It's sure always it is the great pumpkin season. That's a separate uh, topic. Hmm, yes. Have Next. you had the Pumpkinator before, Thomas? Have you tried it? Uh, no. Have a taste. Okay. Why don't we do a segment that's, on pumpkin beers? Opinion. Yeah, we could. Yeah, we should. It would be interesting. Yeah, no. yeah, it would be. Not what is all. wrong with you? <laughs> Next week, we're rating all the pumpkin beers. There's only one thing pumpkin I've ever liked in my life, and it's like the pumpkin uh, loaf. I bet like you anything about like pumpkin. What is that? That's a new beer that came out around here. Southern, Southern Tia. Okay. I don't know what my stepmother calls it. It's like a loaf. It's like bread rolled up in cream cheese. It's amazing. Cream? That's the only cream. That's only, not cream. That's the only uh, pumpkin thing that I've cream? ever liked. You're weird. Pumpkins are disgusting. Next week we rate all the pumpkin beers. All right, all of them. Uh, okay, well, you, you're going to be able to get all of them before next week. All of them. The Jones Soda Pumpkin. <laughs> That's not a beer. That's a soda. Uh, that okay. is. That one specifically has beer in it. Does it? No. no. Okay. It's not a real thing. Anyway. So Walking Dead. So pumpkin beers. Oh, I forgot Mark. to watch it. Uh, me too. Just kidding. Mark, you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to talk. You do this on your own. We, me and right. Dustin are gonna sit this one out. I can review uh, American Horror Story instead. So allow me to uh, elaborate on my 58 <laughs> secrets to sadness. <laughs> Number one, my co-host did not watch anything for the segment. 
Number two, Tom's does not like pumpkin. That does make me sad. That, why does that make you sad? Two. That makes me really sad. It's my 38 secrets to happiness. Hey, it's my opinion Sadness. on any, any Find friends specific that like pumpkin. food. <laughs> Find friends that like that's pumpkin. One of, that's all my one. secrets to happiness. My secrets to sadness is oh, yeah. find a friend that doesn't like pumpkin. It's like the aftertaste of that that doesn't taste good. So like, uh, I'm not even sure what it is. Awesomeness? Uh, it's, uh, it's terrible. Angel pleasure. tears? It is. It's not angel tears. It's pleasure. Okay, well, not to me. It wasn't. That's unfortunate. Give me pleasure. Didn't so- taste good. something wrong with your palate. So, <laughs> zombies. I guess we should get to the topic. We're going to talk about beers. Okay. This will be our. Uh, we like to do show talking things, and this will be our show Good talking call thing on that for one. Uh, the next uh, show seven episodes. Is that, was that what they run at a time now? They split the seasons in half, do they not? Is it eight? Is it seven? I don't know. Like, uh, yeah, I, I have a ball gag in my anus. I guess we'll just have to go until we run out of stuff. We'll go until we don't have any more shows right. to review. Exactly. And then we'll talk about Christmas specials or something. I don't know. I don't know. Well, just right around the We're corner. We're not going to have. Just what's in January. Yeah, it's right around the corner. I know. Uh, luckily, uh, this one will be done. Oh. So I think I I think that we can get a table committal right here to justify it starting in January, right? Oh, yeah. yeah, we can definitely do that. Yeah, there I we think go. So. I think so. So break room fans, you, so? you have that to look forward to. I might quit before because then. we're all into that. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> it's going to be a markless break room. That's right. We may have to review a couple without Mark later on in the year. The one we did without Mark, you did say was your favorite ever. It's it was the best one we've had, but yeah, it's still like on here. You're a bag of assholes. <laughs> I didn't say that. No, I know. I know. I said he's a bag of assholes. Oh, my bad. That guy That's a nice bad. looking anus you got there. <laughs> well, thank you, but even though you call me a bag of assholes. So, Rick Grimes enjoys gardening. He, he has a bit of a green thumb. Uh, I mean... He likes gardening and he hates guns. All, you say it all dickhead like that, but I mean, the, the circumstances have forced him. I know. I'm joking. I'm okay. being facetious over here. Oh, uh, okay. He likes gardening and he hates guns. Yeah, so that was that's the main okay. the plot point in the very opening is like did, Rick Rick doesn't want to take his gun anywhere anymore did, for some reason. Did did I miss something? That's what I was I, wondering. Me too. That's what I was wondering so too. I because uh, I'm like I feel like a major plot point has been yeah, glossed like, over here. That I tried to Rick figure that doesn't out. like guns. Like first of all, there is a council. Yeah, <laughs> right. Because. They keep talking about it throughout the show of the Council. Because Old Man One Leg mm-hmm. talks about the uh, Council. Although, one leg. I, I will be honest, I haven't watched... It's been you know, probably more recently than you guys. It's been like a month since I saw the third season. It's been like 14 months for me. And I started out going, where the fuck did all these people come from? And then I was like, oh yeah, they brought the bus load in. in the I end remember from that, the but I didn't city. remember anything about it. I forgot any about well, that. Well, I, I rewatched... I was like, okay, Chris, so they can introduce... Because uh, the dude from The Wire, whose name I can't remember, that I'm really excited is on this show. Oh, the dude that... Yeah. Yes, from the, the first season. Yes, no, 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 no. He's from the first season, of The Wire. Right. No, he's he doesn't Tyrese. come into the shire, Wire till later. He's the former boxer, Chad Coleman, that comes in later. Oh, him. But yeah, there's yeah. also another guy from The Wire in this yeah, episode. Yeah, the guy who plays the army medic. Yeah, the the new guy that went on the uh, on the retreat with him. Or yeah, whatever. He's, the alcoholic. Uh, Avon Barksdale's nephew in the yeah. first season. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. So he was in the first season. So of the two Wire, wire actors. The other guy. Yes, yeah. there's also a Shield guy. I don't know if you remember, but he's only in this episode because he dies in this episode. It's some dude they introduce as the boyfriend of the oh, blonde yeah, chick. Yeah, yeah Kyle Gallner. That right. dude was in the last season of The Shield. And he played Beaver in Veronica Mars. the guy that De- uh, Dexter. Nice the guy that, uh, that... And he uh, played The Flash on Smallville. Okay. Oh, yeah. It's the guy that Dutch was figuring out was yeah, a serial, serial killer. killer. Yeah. Before he... Uh, strangled the cat? After he's... I don't know. That was way after I don't that. Know. Yeah. God. Jeez. I so Rick, so that's a Dutch. Uh, that wasn't a kid. Was, oh, okay. That was another guy. That was a different dude. Anyway. So, so uh, gay. Anyways, yes. I was wondering what's the. Yeah, what are we missing influx here? Influx of characters. So I here. watched the uh, season three 
finale before I watched this premiere. Yeah. Um, and oh, I then I opened. I wish I, I could do that kind of thing. You can. Uh, Anyways, I watched this and I'm like, "What happened? Like, why is he gun averse now? That is it? Is it I, what I th- I think is so because it wasn't anything that we missed. I, no, I, th- I think it, I think it's missed because they don't really clarify about why he's anti gun. Because in the in this the season finale, they blew everybody the damn hell away. Yes, right. but I think what it is thinking about it now critically, I think it's the fact that Carl Jr. Blew somebody, you know, without the any damn hell away. Blew somebody the damn hell away. I think that might be, but they don't. Ex- that's the problem. And they they did, don't explain it. They did. Uh, like that was one of the previously on. Yeah. They showed that scene. They showed the the and it old does carry the vet, a gun in this episode. The, the well, yeah, because the old man, old one leg, tells him to carry. Old man, they just sh- made him do. They it. showed the veterinarian telling him from the previous season that he just killed that kid mm-hmm. in cold blooded. Withers you know, the whatever. veterinarian one leg. And the problem with doing teenagers, I think, is pretty obvious when they come back. <laughs> Mark that. <laughs> the problem with teenage actors in split seasons like this. Fuck both of you. And I think I found the title of the episode. <laughs> the problem with teenage actors in split seasons like this. Fifty years. Is that guy seasons? looks like he's four years older than the well, last yeah. episode. I, I, I think know, they I went. I, I'm guessing that. Fuck both of you. <laughs> I'm guessing that there has been. At least half a year span time between the last season and this one. Maybe. That's what I'm guessing by the Yeah, vest- there has to be. Yeah. vegetable growth, or the societal structure. The relationship yeah. growth between some of the people. The, the infected pigs. Yeah. Infect- yeah the pigs on all? Pigs. Mm-hmm. Zom- they have pigs? Yeah, zombie pigs. Oh, you know what? It's funny. Uh, a co-worker brought this up that was also big into the show. Uh, the dude was a veterinarian. <laughs> Which guy? Previously. The guy who they one use leg. as the doctor. Oh, yes, one leg. Yeah. And then... Nobody's like they're like. What's wrong with that pig? I don't know. Like, <laughs> why true. don't we call Fuck the it. former fucking veterinarian to take a look maybe at? Maybe he's anti pig. It's a good point. I mean, maybe, maybe didn't know about pigs. It's just weird. So he's better on humans than pigs. Yeah. The or the former veterinarian. Maybe I don't know. Why just funny. Know that. It's just funny. But <laughs> so anyway, for some reason, so I think the Gunniverse thing. I think one thing could be that it's something that comes in later episodes. Like I think it might be due th- to Carl. Actually, it might be. It could be. I think they will unfold. I that think as there's going to be several things in this episode that they're going to detail more in flashbacks of yeah. the time period that we haven't seen yet. Ugh. That's just yeah. my guess. True. You're not into flashbacks. Not into periods. Not, yeah. But anyway, yes, I think they will do that. So uh, meanwhile, Carol is kind of taken over, taken over as the hello, Carol. We <laughs> <laughs> also Brian Cranston just pops his head in, but like, it's like laughing style, just exactly. pops his head in through a window. Hello, Carol. It just shuts the window. She drops her bag of groceries. It's like a big creaky window. He opens. Yeah. Like, yes. <laughs> Alongside Adam West, exactly. God, hello, Carol. <laughs> Uh, yeah, oh, so well, she's become. Well, That's he was really always in laughing and stuff like that. Uh, That's a tie-in that laughing? nobody got. I but think you. he was. I don't think he I was. I know Sammy Davis Jr. was, and he was also in Batman, and he popped up. But that doesn't window. mean Adam West was always on laughing. I, I want to say one doesn't mean the other. I want to say Adam West was on bat on uh, laughing. But one doesn't mean the other one. No, even if that is true. So we should anyway, we should start covering all the laughing beyond beyond Adam West. And so Carol has become kind of the den mother for the kids of the. The entire Chillings. encampment, and uh, Daryl appear. It appears that her and Daryl have some sort of relationship going on, which is no surprise. It always does kind of Darryl. seem like those two were into each other. Yeah, which always seems like she's so much older than him. It does seem like that. But, but I, I mean, it's... dude, the circumstances of this world. Yeah, I'm guessing she's Sometimes. not though, because maybe it's just the gray hair. What kind but of damn kids club. No, maybe she's actually not as older than him. But it's somewhat believable in this situation. Yeah, but whatever. Later uh, on in the episode, I thought Daryl was gonna. 
Try to yeah. tap some young people. I did too. Yeah, I was no like, kidding. this is anyway. about to go really weird if <laughs> yeah. he gets with the girl that's very much a teenager in this show. Right. Um, but it yeah. didn't. It didn't go that way, at mm. least not yet. Hopefully. So the and does Daryl look a little emo to you guys? With the it's the long hair, yeah. long the greasy hair, hair. yeah, a little yeah. bit. Anyway, right. so they the uh, they basically they, they they try to give a picture of the society as it stands now, and so people go out on uh, scavenging runs. Well, not only scavenging runs, but every day there are teams of people that go kill walkers along the fence line. Oh they just yes, shove, that yeah, and it's even kids doing they take it. Take out Texas Rangers along the fence line. <laughs> exactly. It's essentially the, them just stabbing them in the face. Stabbing yeah. a bunch of Chuck Norris's in the face. And they have a, ki- a kids club that is now naming the zombies. <laughs> and the former boxer from The Wire has what the weird, you know, uh, I just can't kill him on the fence line. It yeah. seems right. It seems wrong. He's a big you know. teddy bear. I was just yeah. kind of like, who cares about this shit? Yeah. Um... So they the big the big so plot. Talking about it, you were like, "This may not be the greatest topic ever because I just don't give a crap." Talking about walkers, I have some overall opinions of this episode. We'll get to later, but continue, mm. please. So really, the A story of this episode is the the supply run that people go on. It's Daryl and uh, Glenn, Daryl too, and uh, Zach, who is the, uh, the Beaver from Veronica Mars and the Shield, V Beaver, V Beaver, <laughs> and uh, there was the new guy from The Wire, whatever his name is. He was an army medic who is apparently an alcoholic. He's not new. He was in last season. Was, was he last season? Are you kidding me? No, he wasn't. Yes, he was. No, we're not oh, talking no, no. about Boxer. No, we're okay. talking about Boxer Tyrese. Boxer guy, my yeah. bad. We're not talking about Boxer Tyrese. Tyrese. Yeah, <laughs> it is kind of funny. Like, you know, whatever. But, like, why didn't they give any of the actors or actresses that actually came off the fucking school bus in the end a chance to be, you know, other characters well, in this? Like other than I mean, bringing completely new people in. It's what? fine. No, were none of them on there? I don't know. I don't remember. No, those people weren't on the bus they didn't really before. No, it, they were fucking, but they didn't show close-ups either. Not gotcha. really, but it was kind of, I don't know. It like generic matter. extras, yes, basically? Yes, they pretty that. much were, yes. So Maggie, Maggie is kind of minimized in this episode because Glenn tells her she shouldn't come on the supply run. So Which one is Maggie? Maggie is Glenn's, Glenn's girlfriend. Woman. Fiance. Glenn. I can't keep up with Asian Glenn. Asian Glenn. Oh, my bad. Yes, yes. Yeah. His girlfriend. Okay, yeah. my bad. The so, one that got raped by the governor. Or whatever. Yeah. And then the whole thing around that is uh, they think she's pregnant and then yeah. ends up she's not pregnant. So, right. Uh, that's, Wait a minute. They really minimize her in this episode. Maggie was raped by the governor? It was implied that something happened to well, her. Well, he, he was about to rape her. I don't think he actually did. Okay, what well, was implied oh, was about yes, to happen. Oh, yes, yes, in the interrogation room. Yeah, right. no, it yeah. didn't happen. Yeah. I remember. I was forgetting the scene. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, and then the B story, I guess, it's really hard to say which is A and which is B, but B tends to be the more, obviously, the more minor story. And Talking about Michonne? Uh, no, I was gonna say it's Rick's going out into the wilderness for some reason. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, stupid side. Why did he even go out, out I don't know. the beginning? Uh, anyways, he leaves They're the, all going on a scavenging mission, and he's walking around by himself for Yeah, he just walk, doesn't want to take a gun, and he comes upon a, but he uh, does. a lone Irish woman. A weird face Irish woman. Yeah, who... He's talked into taking the gun by the old veterinarian yeah. who doesn't know how to look at pigs. By old man Withers, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Withers one leg tells him to take a gun. He well, comes upon an Irish woman. That, it's pretty obvious from the beginning that she's either a Withers one leg or pigless veterinarian. <laughs> one of the two. The council in the uh, Citadel Tower said, "You're taking the gun." Um, anyway, or council confront her. Right. He's got lots of side names. Anyway. Uh, anyways, he comes upon a woman that's obviously turned cannibal. I mean, it's pretty obvious in the beginning. Right. Uh, she he's, looks like when he first comes across her, she looks like she may be zombified. And she looks just like, starts to walk away. Well, she looks reminds me of one of the Reapers from Firefly. Yeah, kind um, of. But anyways, it's pretty obvious in there. There's a whole story about him following her back to camp to that allegedly rescue her partner. It's a pretty one of the weak weakest story. Parts. Pretty weak yeah. story. Because it was obvious that she was feral right. and she is turned crazy and she ends up killing herself you at the end know. and who cares yeah 
Yeah, it's a side story that doesn't make any sense. That just does yeah, not grip I mean, me at all. It's He's like using why, the main character in we... this stupid side story. Yeah, it's dumb. I don't really understand like what journey they're trying to ha- like what. What what's the whole meaning behind the story for Rick? The, like the Maybe three it, questions thing, or I mean, I don't I don't know. I don't know. I what, what are they trying to that expose really in the whole relevant. thing? Yeah, I know, like, but I'm just saying. I wonder what they're trying to expose. Yeah, what's the character point, journey for he Rick? Asks, he tells her she she basically let's tell a little bit of it. Yeah, she basically says, "Will you help me? My husband's been starving for a long time. It's so, well, so cold, and we're lost in the yeah, woods." pretty much. And then he infers. Well, he infers. He states that lucky charms. She asks if they can be part of their their tribe, essentially. Yeah. And he says, well, there's three questions I have to ask first, which, of course, this is the first time that shit's ever been talked about on the show. But Are just, you serious? Oh, here's the reason Rick went out by himself, by the way. It uh, was to check the hunting traps. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, okay. I forgot which is about what that. a deer was in Yes. when and the, the he happens upon this chick. Irish cannibal was eating them, eating the dead deer. But anyway, uh, I don't even remember what the three questions were. One of them was how many walkers have you killed? One of them was how many humans you killed? Mm-hmm. Are you serious? The last question, why? I guess, sure. I think it was like, why, why did you why? kill the humans? Why? Why? Yeah. No, I don't really care. Yeah, it was really. I, mean, I don't know if that shit's going to ever come up again. It's I mean, like, if why did you kill people? Because like, there might be it, maybe a good reason. I mean, yeah. I understand you got to like vet people if you're going to yeah. bring them in, but it's still kind of. They've killed people. Oh, sure. They killed people from the governor's group. Well, that's what he's saying. That's why he asked why, because it's not necessarily yeah, bad think, to kill people. I think that's what the third question was, and, and I right. think that's why. Because I'm guessing since they made such a big deal about it, that's going to come up again. Sure. But, that's why I'm determining why is this an issue why? at all. Yeah. Anyway, since they're inviting everybody to the party. So, so I've already long had and short of it, she she's crazy. She's cannibalistic. She ends up trying to kill Rick to, to feed, her feed zom- him to his to her zombified her husband. Zom- yeah, is she cannibalistic or does she just want to keep her zombified husband alive? Well, she I kind of got the feeling that she was cannibalistic. She was eating. I mean, maybe she was eating the deer. I don't know. I couldn't. I mean, I, I guess think she, was she was eating the deer. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. Is that a product of being a cannibal or is that a product of just trying to? I just kind of got the feeling somehow, that or? she ate whatever she could get her hands on and she fed it to her zombified really husband. Doesn't really matter. Well, she never showed her zombified husband. Yeah, he was just under a blanket, no, moving, under a blanket around. moving around. Moving like, around, like they could have shown that. Come on. Yeah. Um, and then one of the things she does, she kills herself with a knife that Rick gave her. Yeah. And one of the things she says she's dying is, "Leave me alone. Let me be with him." Yeah. Uh, yeah. And he does. He just like walks off and yeah, let her zombie. Yeah, become a yeah. zombie. So it's really the least interesting thing about this it whole. It was episode. very uninteresting. Um, the most the, the most important thing was the a story of the the supply run, and it was mostly an all out, almost an all out action. Scenario. I would actually say that Rick's story was maybe even C, because I would say Michonne's story was more interesting than his. The whole hunt for the governor idea that she's trying to do. Yeah. And they're kind of unleashing that for the season. I think that's more but that interesting was, than what well, Rick it was, did. It was not uh, very heavily touched upon. No, I know, but I'm just saying that was like one of the more interesting things that they talked about. I would about say that was the most interesting thing in the episode, for sure. Yeah. I, actually, I liked it a lot, too. Well, I actually thought what was well, more interesting was that Carol is, is secretly, while she's having story time, is teaching these kids to kill. Yeah, that was interesting, too. And that she told Carl, like, uh, she's teaching the kids. St- she's like during story time, and then she puts the book up at some point yeah. and Should brings out knives and starts talking about. Yeah. We're going to learn how to use them and how to be safe with them. And Carl well, like God, stumbles into story time, never kid. having been there, and seems to be shocked and awed that she's teaching him how to kill him. Like, and yeah. then she you says anybody, to him, like, please don't tell your dad. Yeah, that was a complete betrayal plot point. Like, he runs away, like, crying. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you all people would understand and would totally <laughs> agree with this. Why would you be upset? Uh, that didn't make any sense. There's uh, some really weak 
things in this yeah, episode. Yeah, it was complete sure. character betrayal. That and was that, like, stupid, yeah. Where they left him last season, where he oh, is yeah. angry at his dad and is totally okay with killing people. He didn't people. want to take in all the extra people he, because it just was more of a burden. He would become more involved with this and teach yeah. his kids. So, so they didn't really make yeah, much sense. Yeah, they didn't make much sense for his character. Um, but the uh, the A story, the supply run, was was basically an action movie. Uh, army medic, drunk army medic, and uh, Daryl, and Glenn, and Zach. Guy. Zach, who is the beaver. Right. Zach, uh, they all go to... Uh, what the hell was that? You all right there? Okay. Why don't you talk to the mic? Uh, anyways, they go to they go to some store. I think it's I think they call it Big Spot. It was obviously a mockery on Big Lots. Sure, uh, they had a lot of beer in there. Yeah, nice. they did. They, they featured Sweetwater, which is actually a pretty good beer. Yeah. Pretty good a little lot beer. of wine too. There's a yeah. giant ass yeah. wine rack. Uh, Sweetwater is a good beer out of Georgia. If you ever have a chance, um, <clears throat> I don't. But I, they did I, feature I heavily. Keep going. You can only get it in the, that area. Um, but anyways, let's, big lots. Uh, let's, let's talk. Let's, let's continue our review of Sweetwater. Um, the town, not the beer. Can you get it in Sweetwater, Texas? Is there a rattlesnake roundup there? <laughs> of course. Uh, so they go into the store, and uh, they the camera pans back and up to the roof, and there's a crashed army helicopter on the roof, and a pile of walkers on the roof, and they're just kind of mumbling about. And down below, uh, Wire Tyrese and Glenn and all the others Don't are stop till you get picking enough. up stuff. And uh, as they're stumbling around, <laughs> drunk army medic uh, sees a bottle of wine. And he's obviously got some issues with alcohol. He picks up a bottle uh, of wine. And they had said to him earlier, it's only been like a month or something. And I was like, what the fuck are they talking about? Yeah. And I think that's what it is. Yeah. Like, you know, it's only been a month since or... he's been, you know, sober. So he picks up a bottle of wine, then puts it down, and promptly the entire shelf collapses, which I thought was a little weird, too. That was like, weird. It didn't collapse through all this other shit, and he puts yeah. one bottle of wine down, and the entire thing collapses. Yeah, but, or whatever. It's like kind of a weak plot point, but... Anyways, it causes the entire shelf of alcohol to come collapsing down on him, which alerts the walkers. And then they start... Falling through the ceiling. They start, Yeah, they start walking around the roof. Oddly. And then they start falling through the ceiling, because I guess there's weak points in the roof. And uh, in, an all-out battle ensues, and uh, Beaver dies. Yeah, Beaver, beaver gets, gets eaten. eaten. Darn it. Yeah. I know you're pretty upset about that. Who doesn't that? like to eat some beaver? I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> oh! Okay. <laughs> Rim shot. But um I wonder if that was an inside joke, beaver getting eaten ah! in the show. Come on. <laughs> not everybody ah! has a mind to mark, believe and, it or not. And beaver kind of ties into uh, Teeny Blondie Bear. Two. In the Earlier in the episode, she's kind of turned into the... They're trying to affect more of a story Two. for her than they have in the previous seasons. That is, and they're showing her to true. be emotionally dead, so... yeah. Well, I mean, uh, she's starting I, to become emotionally dead. That's kind of understandable, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. After all that she's been through, absolutely. She makes but, the comment to uh, what's basically Daryl comes Darryl. and talks to her yeah. and tells her what tells happened. Tells her he and, died because she had a thing with uh, with Beaver. Yeah, yeah. So Bloody Bear had a thing with Beaver, <laughs> and right. they, they were together. Darryl, obviously, they were together, but she refused yeah. to say goodbye to him, and he ends up dying. Beaver gets eaten, and she was happy that uh, you know she didn't say goodbye to him. Yeah, and then her and Daryl almost fucked. Yeah, that was so weird at the end. Like there was, it there was definitely some tension there, and it, it was like, is he really going to get it on with the teenager? It here? didn't feel like father daughter. Like I think they were going for. No, it felt like creepy. It did feel creepy. Creepy Nazi. Like started looking at her, and it was like. <laughs> it totally felt weird. Like yeah, it was. Really I don't weird. know if they were they meant to go for that vibe. I don't think they did. I think it was. Actually I think it was meant to be big brother little. Sister. I think so too, but it was not. But as soon as I saw that happening, I was like, there's weird sexual tension here that mm-hmm. should not be happening. Yeah, what uh, is she, like, 
14 and he's like I think she's 40. probably supposed to be like 15 maybe but yeah still he's he's like 30 he's something 30, at least yeah, right yeah he's early 40s come on yeah, I mean probably yeah they're probably reverting to more of a medieval society anyways and that was pretty common back in the day that you would take a 12 year old for a wife it was still weird yeah, yeah still the way they've set up the show the way this reality existed is it was yeah. weird it was weird yeah should be I mean it just sucks, man. I, I, think, I just gonna split I think I'm everything somewhat, far tonight for crying out loud. I think I'm somewhat tainted because we just got through watching the greatest second half of a season ever. Yeah, which seemed no, like Dexter a season good. of <laughs> shut up, <laughs> which seemed like a season unto itself, really. But man, I was really was disappointed. Well, I actually, I actually tried to wash my mind of the bias and then watch it again and i just i was really disappointed let me mention one last it's a really point. weak weak episode the uh there was a kid throughout this episode named patrick <clears throat> uh patrick the tank that <laughs> he was a recurring character he was a friend of carl God, that would be awesome of, uh, carl's jr and he was the uh, gay kid Beaver, and he was kind of a nerdy kid and he commented throughout the episode that he wasn't feeling good and at the very end I was going to say, we need to bring up that plot point. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, la- yeah. the last part is he's stumbling through the prison. He's sweating. Well, he, he's, the- he asks to leave specifically when she starts bringing out the weapons. Yeah. And it just seems like he's being a giant pansy, like the weapons right. make him sick or something. But then but- he gets up in the middle of the night, goes to the shower to try to cool himself off. He's like then- obviously sweaty yeah. because he's like leaving footprints everywhere, tries to cool himself off. And, and then he dies. And then he, he turns dies into somehow. something he, and dies. He, he, okay, he dies yeah. first. He dies first. Like I think the implication here is that he died from something. Okay, and then just like everybody, because one of the things they played in the previously on was the specification of true when yeah. you die. Yeah, we're, we're all infected. When you die, you come back as so a the zombie. Qu- and we noticed that the pig was dead. Yeah, as well. Yeah, so the question true. is: Is it a plague or is it the, the zombie virus mutated? No, no, no. I think I think it's the zombie. I think he's just a zombie. No, I, you, do you think it's the virus is mutated and now if you <clears> catch, makes you sick, it can make you saying? sick and then you die? No, I don't think it's. But that supposedly deep. everybody's already infected with that. No I know. What. I know, but maybe certain but, immune systems are no, less effective than others. I think he others. got sick with something that killed him rather quickly. Yeah. <laughs> Like again, another weak point. I thought like he kind of feels well, sick, and then all of a sudden it's a weak he dies. Point if they don't explain it. True, true. Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm guessing they will. Which yeah. I don't know that they will. Like I think he, you're just supposed to believe that he got sick and died. I think the well, and I think came back. They're definitely going to expound upon it. I don't know. I mean, it's a major we'll plot point. Mm-hmm. I think so too. They wouldn't okay. feature it so heavily without so making it a major plot point in the season. Maybe. They wouldn't have him and the pig both die yeah, like that. Exactly. There's something spreading throughout the camp. It's I either a regular plague like influenza or yeah. it's the zombie virus Which, is mutated again. I will again. say that's the first thing I thought of, but I mean, if he's already dead yeah. and it hasn't, I mean, I guess somebody could have it and not be showing symptoms yet. That's but. what I, th- I thought it was a mutation again, yeah. but unfortunately we didn't say spoiler alert to any of this, but eh, unfortunately, no. listen to us, I like know. intentionally, like I've said plenty of times before, do not watch the fucking next week on. Yeah. And that was spoiled for me at work. I'm like, well, they're on the run again, so maybe it'll get a lot more interesting. I'm like, damn it, I didn't know that. I don't want to know that. <laughs> I did. I did like the episode as a whole. There were just there were some there were some big plot issues, some character issues what? that I didn't really enjoy. the The whole action scene in the supply store, I really liked all that. Uh, but there were some. Yeah, that was good. It was for action mediocre. But it still goes to like it's absurd how much blood and killing we can show on a TV show, but we can't show a couple of boobs on regular <laughs> cable. It's absurd. Yeah, I know how much violence you can show. It's AMC. It's not regular cable, is it? That's regular cable. Yeah. Well, there's. I mean, they still adhere to FCC standards. Really? Which means they don't show. They're not allowed to be a premium. Cable's by. a little more loosey goosey because they can say shit. A little bit more. Yeah, yeah. But I'm saying they, don't, they still stuff, don't just go around showing a pair of knockers every week like Game of Thrones. But they could technically. So what you're doing they could, is complaining but they don't. Yeah. that they don't show more boobs. 
No, I'm not complaining. I'm just saying it's it's absurd how much violence they show. I think sex is but we still have problems less bothersome that. than violence if you wanted to Absolutely. just lay it out there. But yeah, so. it's just absurd. Yeah, like I think the in Breaking Bad, the very first episode when Jesse is climbing out of the window of the first meth house. Yeah, he's uh, getting it on with the neighbor, and in the if you watch it like through Amazon, whatever it's uncensored, and she's got her knockers out there for everybody to see. But in the first episode, I remember it was blurred. So I'm like, well, you didn't have to do that necessarily. Sure. I remember they showed asses on the shield. Yeah. So what but you're saying is you want a Spartacus type nudity scene. I want all male nudity. <laughs> I want all zombie male nudity. Just penis. Well, both. both. Zombie both. wieners. No, just penis. Just zombie both. wieners. God. Not not alive people wieners just either. Coming, just zombies. Coming I'm going to get blood. disinterested in this show really fast if it turns into something just like that. Just zombie wieners? Yeah. <laughs> the walking wieners. <laughs> God. There's a name for the episode. There's zombie a new, wieners. Uh, <laughs> there's a new spoof coming soon. <laughs> The walking wieners. Oh, yeah. I know you have penis hate, there's but a, it's okay uh, to see women sometimes, too, nude. Yeah. There's a porn parody in the making somewhere, too, about this, I'm sure. Walking head. God. It just waited for that moment. The no, no, I, no, I wasn't waiting. It actually just came to mind. Hey-o. <laughs> I've told you this before. They usually don't do it like that. It's they should, usually, though. It's See, usually like... That's the way they used to do it. Back the in the good old days name of porn. <laughs> Back in the good old days. Back in the good old days, you would riff on day, the title. It wasn't on just, the real title. It wasn't just The Walking Dead Triple X. That's well, lame. It's, that it's lame. like The Walking Dead, a triple X parody or something like well, that. Stupid. Like it should be The Walking Head. Punched him off. Okay. Well, why yeah. don't you get in touch with porn producers and tell them your ideas for things. Maybe I will. You want us to get in touch with them? I no, feel, I'm I saying feel, maybe like he should. Might, I feel like you might have more of a connection. Okay, well, let's all stall while you go to a specific thing. No, I mean, the Big Bang Theory kind of speaks for itself, it so does. you kind of have to have it Big really Bang. Does. How about just the Big Bang hypothesis? I don't hypothesis? know if they do any TV shows like that, though. They did it's the mostly office? movies. They did The Office Triple X. Did they? they? Which should have been The Orifice. I didn't know that at all. Well, you're more familiar with the porn titles than I am. It's not that. It's pretty. What's the Office Triple X? Are we going to review that next week? Sure. <laughs> We're going to cover every episode. Oh, you know what? I think I know they did Scrubs Triple X too, and obviously that yeah. wasn't a movie. That was so. your favorite, yeah. No. <laughs> I like how you try to pin stuff on me. God. Anyway. Good <laughs> So. so I give a one thumb up and one thumb sideways in this episode. Ow, ow, ow. It, it has a lot of potential, but they need to definitely uh, bring up their game. I I enjoyed it okay, but I've seen way better episodes out yes, of this franchise. Absolutely. I'll put it that way. Yeah, the whole Rick story was extremely weak. Thomas, you had hot hot uh, Walking Dead opinions. I was really really disappointed by this. I mean, I can I like one thumb sideways, one thumb down. Like it was like the worst se- se- season premiere. I think I've seen of any show in a long time that not, not named not named Dexter. <laughs> well, really you know bad. what? Even the the season premiere of Dexter wasn't terrible. It looked like it would maybe go somewhere. That's true, and this it looked one, like uh, there was build. I mean, uh, there's things that they could potentially build storyline off of, but the most interesting thing in the entire fucking episode was the last scene. And then I was like, okay, yeah. well, maybe maybe we go somewhere with this. I thought that and the I also whole idea it, that we're going to revisit the uh, governor see, aspect. I thought it was interesting that aspect but at yeah. the same time the fact that the dude didn't appear in the in the show at all right. i was like come the fuck on i'm guessing he's he not- was the bad guy the entire time and yes maybe mm-hmm. it becomes about the search for the governor i think he ends up showing up in like episode eight that's fine probably it'll be that long i don't I think i be, be surprised long. but it's interesting to me that they previewed like the first poster for this season was a picture of rick with the governor behind him with the eye, oh, really? eye patch on like okay how is that the first poster to be released <laughs> for the new <laughs> season 
Is this a comment? It's a good point. It's just interesting. I mean, it's interesting because I thought the show largely was very boring. Should be interesting. Just Even shut the fight up. scene. You know what I mean? When we get to the fight scene of it, I was like, I don't give a shit about any of what's happening right now. I don't want the guy from the wire to die. That's it. And uh, what's oh, I, I, I don't want Daryl to die. Did you? I don't want Daryl to die, oh, I, dude. I hate that. I can't help myself, but I hate that. I'm the Angela stance of they can't kill Daryl. I don't care what happens. <laughs> they can't kill Daryl. I just yeah. like him way too much. I do but too. But there was nothing in this episode that made me like him more, that which kind of was disappointing. I think it was a bad episode overall. It was not one of their strongest. I didn't think it was bad. I just said, yes, it wasn't strong. It was very, very average. Very, very, very amongst very. their amongst their most average. But yes, I hate that I am this way, but I am. I don't I mean, want them to kill Daryl. It's no first half of season two. If but they do, that's going to be a punch to the gut for sure. See, everybody bitched about that. I didn't even have a problem with it's that. Too slow. With what? It's too slow. The first, first half, half of season, season two, two where they're I didn't have a problem with it the either. Search for the little girl. It's too slow. I didn't have a problem with it at all, and I love the resolution of that storyline. I, I thought it was back amazing. To back to back also, so it didn't really bother me. Yeah, I like the resolution as well, but it just went too long. I don't think it did. It should have happened in maybe two episodes. I didn't have any problem. Everybody was like, it's moving so slow because they're stocked up at the farm. Like, well, the third season, they're stocked up at the fucking yeah. jail. It was fine. I've heard I've heard complaints about that, too. Like, well, if they don't move on from the jail soon, you know. It's Where are they get, supposed to go? It's going to get really boring. This is the safest place for them. Why would they move? It's a fortified position. Why would you go anywhere? I totally understand it logically, but I'm just saying I think people want the action elements of it i, I want to see more of the building of the society and like yeah. how you then take on other societies fighting it's probably for somewhat unfair because this is the only episode i've watched standalone like week to week because yeah. i shotgun the first three seasons but yeah it seems like the based on the best perspective i have it seems like the weakest episode of the show i've seen why yet. i was really disappointed why because it why? wasn't as good I can't help it. But are you Is serious? This a comment? It just wasn't good. Okay. <laughs> when I happen at the same time, it seems less organic. Out, go, out, out, go, out. All right. Gasoline. High five. All right. Well, I guess it's the end of our uh, first Walking Dead review. Where's your, uh, where's your script? In your butt. Don't forget to the follow us you, on Twitter. Uh, applied all the minty organic. Bomb to. You gotta go reapply some organic buttons. Organic now. 469-665-9827. That's the number you can call us at. Uh, and... What's the number? I need an Our Lady Peace fashion, please. 469. Plus 1-469-665-9827. Plus 1-469-665-9827. Out, go, out, out, go. Okay. Out. Quit checking your phone. Read the credits. Oh, I thought that's one to play the number a few more times. Okay. Just uh, read the credits. Uh, like I've never done that to you before. Facebook.com slash the breaker room. Facebook what? <laughs> MySpace.com slash the breaker room. You can find us on Twitter at the breaker room. At the mark. At the WS one seven five and at the V five. There you go. I'll Why do you get out, so mad about the credits now? We've done this for years. You take it off first. Go out, gasoline high five. Explain to the listener. Dude, just go I'll through go it. Come on. I'll go out gasoline high five. Okay. Well, you just got to give up this on everything. This is Marina Baccarin from Firefly and Homeland, and you're listening to The Break Room. Gasoline high five out, go out. Guess online. Out, go out, gasoline high five. Here's the deal with me and my hate. I hate everyone that I do not approve of. And unless you're in my immediate circle, I do not approve of you. Mm-hmm. And therefore, you incur my wrath. 
out, go out, gasoline, high five. The Savior first lived during the 30 years or so between B.C. and A.D. 2,000 years ago. A man of myth and legend stories, maybe you've heard him. He was a Jewish carpenter and his mother was a virgin. His name was the Christ and some thought him odd because he preached in the streets and claimed to be the son of God. Performing miracles did little to win over the Romans. Infuriated by his acts, they called him a showman. So they tackled him and shackled him and whipped him and beat him and tortured him. They did everything just short of believe him. They nailed him to a cross and left him in the sun to die. Now here's where the story varies in everybody's eye. You can believe that on that date he met his fader. You can believe he came back three days later. You can believe that he shall return again To commence the Armageddon and the judgment of men He won't descend from the heavens till he merged the earth With worms in his eyes, his blood dry as dirt All bones with little chunks of mummified flesh Even the bugs in his bowels will be repulsed by the stench Hungry as hell, not eaten into millennia And he'll immediately need to start feeding some he search for the first church as down come the rains Moaning Aramaic with a craving for brains Half-eaten believers scream Jesus their dead bodies rise back to life like Lazarus This horror story will be in the new Bible Written by zombies, Jesus knew his disciples Satan won't arrive for the end times war And Christ will hunt a hundred and be hungry for more No rival, no reason to deliver us from evil The undead prince of peace is feeding on and people And he shall rise, rise The son of God will look right Back from the dead and when it happens It'll blacken the skies And he shall rise, rise And we'll all be surprised As he walks the earth to Rise up, he's alive Now wait, wait, what would Jesus do? Well, let me tell you what he'll do He will leave a trail of goo as he prays He prays on you Undead Messiah with the entire world turning into Zombies like him, you'll die for him Because he died for you Centuries, men of cloth have warned us that this day will come, and they've used it to keep people oppressed under their moral thumb. They've controlled and convinced us that our lives are filled with sin. Well, guess what? That's who he's coming for. Those who think they're pure like him. He will only go after those who win and have faith. So all the non-believers around the world will be safe. All the Muslims and Buddhists, the Satanists, the atheists. The Jews will be saved too, but not the Jews for Jesus. And not the hypocrites or pro-life sexists who hide with the religious ride in the heart of Texas. Most of our government will get it the same. And anyone who's committed atrocities in his name, he'll crucify clansmen. That'll be beautiful. They don't get that fucking prick who pickets gay funerals. Catholic pedophiles are eaten after he whips them. Look out, cause he'll send you back to hell, Mel Gibson. Those old and gray on crusades who would force Christian and prayer in our schools and commandments and courts All his followers who twist the words that he said Are the ones he'll hunt down when he comes back from and the dead And he shall rise, rise The Son of God will arrive Back from the dead and when it happens It'll blacken the skies And he shall rise, rise And we'll all be surprised As he walks the earth to the cries of He's alive Now wait, wait, what would Jesus do? Well, let me tell you what he'll do He will leave a trail of goo as he he prays on you Undead messiah with the entire world turning into Zombies like him, you'll die for him Because he died for you He's coming, he's coming, but he's coming to eat us Christians will all turn to zombies upon his return visit It isn't too much different than it is right now, now is it? And he shall rise, rise The son of God will arrive Back from the dead and when it happens 
heavens it'll blacken the skies and he shall rise rise and we'll all be surprised as he walks the earth to the cries of he's alive Funding for this program was made possible by the Corporation for Pop Syndicate Podcasting and by annual financial support from viewers like you. This is The Break Room. 